0: welcome to or back to starting from the pits so this is a bit of a last minute episode because i didn't actually when i came away from watching the japanese grand prix i sort of was just like that's really good but i don't know what i'd talk about however i've had the day today It's currently monday that i'm recording this whether this is going to go out on monday the same night or gonna go out tuesday i don't know but i've had the day to think about it and sort of gather my thoughts and i now feel like i actually have quite a lot to say so (laughs) Let's just get into it. So other than the fact that it was quite an early start, getting up at 6.00am, to be fair, I usually get up at about quarter to 7 anyway, so it wasn't that much of a difference. It was just the fact that it was the weekend and I was like, mm. you know, but anyway, had a thoroughly enjoyable morning actually. It was quite nice to have the day to just then get on with life. You know what I mean. I was a little bit lost after qualifying. I watched that and put it on my story on Instagram and I was just like, what do I do with my life now? Like feel a bit lost. Don't know what's going on. But um yeah, we got through the day. And I had a nap and that was all I needed. That's all I needed. I needed a nap and then I was through with it. Overall the race was actually really enjoyable. I mean we saw McLaren up on the podium which was double podium for them back to back races. Absolutely unreal. Loved every second of that. Uh, and obviously max one which yes anyway we knew that was coming we knew that was coming with the 22nd lead like you said he <laughs> said in singapore he was like we'll be back with the 22nd lead and here we are back with the 22nd lead so yeah along with the race being amazing as it was there was some controversy among other teams so let's just dive into it okay so starting off we can't not talk about mclaren i actually can't believe how far they've come this season like from going from p17 to back-to-back podiums and a double podium i think the team in general has just done an absolutely incredible job i i don't know it's just i don't know what's gone on or what but i just feel like everybody is just they are peaking right now to the point where we are like this close to a a, a win Can be mums are all over again somewhere at some point but i'm excited for it now while i do believe that the upgrades that they brought to the car have made a difference i do think that the step back in performance from teams such as Aston Martin who are obviously Red Bull's number one competition at the start of the season I think their reduction in performance has kind of played into McLaren's hands a little bit I don't know what's gone wrong with them but everything just seems to have just taken a step back and it's sort of I don't know I don't know how or what has happened with them but it's just not working out for us Martin right now that said i do think that the upgrades have obviously had an effect on the cars and i don't know whether this is just me overthinking it but i do think that could have had an impact on the drivers confidence as well but obviously as the season goes on the drivers adjust the car they get the setup right so obviously that'll have something involved with it but i do think almost psychologically if you feel better in the car and you feel like the team are putting the effort into the car you are naturally going to want to do better and you will do better if that makes sense. So I think the, the drivers are just sort of getting used to it. I don't know if that's just me overthinking it, but I do think that the impact of the team working hard is also having an impact on how the drivers are performing. Does that make sense? <laughs> now, obviously, Oscar, unbelievable drive. The fact that he hasn't even driven at Suzuka before and he just puts it on the front row and then just gets a podium in his rookie season. Like, that is... I was watching in awe like this man is going to be world champion i actually i'm a little bit concerned not concerned because i would be happy either way but i feel like oscar might get his first po his first win before lando controversial i know however i just i don't know i'd be happy i'd be happy for either to be honest but i feel like just lando's been through so much with the team and i feel like it would be a bit what's the word bit sour maybe if Oscar just comes in and just gets a win before him like he's been with the team for a long time now do you know what I mean I feel like it wouldn't cause a riff but there would be rumours <laughs> but yeah either way I would like either of them to get a win I'd be more than happy for Oscar obviously and can we just have a moment for Oscar's mum I've only just discovered her on, on Twitter and she's already like I'm a number one fan <laughs> the fact that she was just like um so it'd be too late to get a ticket out to Japan? um and then she was talking about the fact that she's quite happy just having a meltdown um when she gets to Vegas I thought that was so funny um and the the whole thing with her and Zach and who's gonna buy her a plane ticket and everything I thought was brilliant so Nicole Piastri if you are listening to this not I have no idea why you'll be but anybody who follows Nicole who listens to this podcast please go and tweet her and tell that she needs to come on because I have experience with parents who have elite athletes as their children. I actually did my whole dissertation on this at university. (laughs) I um, I specialize in sports psychology and parents in an elite sport were my topic of focus, I suppose. So um, it actually really interests me and I feel like I'd have a really good conversation with her, but I digress. (laughs) So moving on, let's talk about Red Bull. So this weekend they won the Constructors' Championship, which I'll be honest, I said this on TikTok, feel like Max has done that on his own don't come for me I love Checo as much as the next person I think he you know started the season off so strong and I genuinely thought he was gonna be like Max's closest competition but I really don't think a team where Helmut Marco is involved would allow that (laughs) but yeah like there was so much talk about Checo becoming the next world champion is he gonna You know contend for the title and i actually think that this race has potentially been the worst one yet like it's just all gone downhill since summer it's like checo's been replaced with this new driver who just can't do it like the first half of the season i don't know what's going on but to go out on the first few laps and then just have completely entirely poor judgment of where you're placing your car off bearing in mind he's been in this game for god knows how many years and he's still can't position his car correctly to the point where he's then taking wings off people and people are having to go into the pits to change parts etc like i don't understand what his logic was with that this that wasn't even the worst of it <laughs> it was just chaotic like the fact that he then had to go into the pits retire because he just had too much damage to his car because of his own fault by the way i think it was his own fault i don't know whether it actually was but that's why i'm the story i'm making up in my head to then retire Get a penalty and then to unretire, take the penalty, then to retire again 20 laps late. I just. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I didn't even know that you could retire the car then unretire it. I think it was because he didn't actually get out of the car, maybe, or take his helmet off, maybe. I mean, if he'd have taken his helmet off, he wasn't allowed to do it, but because he got out of the car and kept his helmet on, that was all okay. Because we all thought that he was going to go out and do a practice lap and just get some information on the car, which. I kind of understand that then because he was 20 laps behind or whatever it however many laps behind he was and it's like you're not in it for the race but you're in it for the technical data but just to go out there and take a penalty which so then it won't get carried over to the next race like that just seemed a bit I don't know it was a completely new rule to me so overall though I think Max and Sergio had completely different races this weekend and Sergio's was a disaster which that is what he said himself as not my words it's his words (laughs) But yeah, like I said, I was actually genuinely rooting for him so much this year. I love an underdog story and it just hasn't come to light. And I do feel a bit sorry for him. a feel upset about it. But I just don't know. I don't know where the Checo from the start of the season has gone now. Like, do something. Just don't take everybody else out while you're at it. (laughs) So moving on to Mercedes and the girls were fighting. They were not happy with each other. The Mercedes camp at the moment feels very cold. I'm getting cold vibes, and it's not it's not the thriving George and Lewis that we thought we were going to have. Partway through the race, we did see Lewis go a bit wide on George, push him off a little bit, just to, in an attempt to try and kind of move past him. Um, And he, so basically what happened was Lewis was on faster tyres, and I think they were trying to catch up to... I want to say they were trying to catch up to carlos or they were trying to stay away from carlos because he was on faster tires and at a faster pace so they were trying to basically maintain position throughout the race i think anyway somebody basically lewis was on faster tires and he felt like he could get past george however george felt because lewis pushed him off the track earlier then he should maintain the position even though he was on older tires and he had a slower pace it literally took i think about three or four attempts for the team to be like George in his move, like Lewis is faster. Um, and George even tried to pull a Carlos <laughs> with the whole DRS thing, like he did last week, and which I thought was quite funny because Carlos was just like, mm, He's using my trick. So, George was just a bit like, I think he was a bit miffed off to put it politely. And he's just, it's not giving team spirit. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure if anybody else saw it, but there was a clip going around Twitter and it was basically. It showed i think lewis is still sat in his car and it showed george getting out of his and there was just no interaction between them it was like like usually they'll like fist bump each other or just a tap on the head or something like some sort of acknowledgement there was no acknowledgement and it's giving nico <laughs> i think toto needs to be there at all times otherwise the girls will fight hopefully it'll kick them into action next week and all will be sound again but i know i did notice from Lewis in particular, when he was talking, he usually talks about our team and just the team in general. Whereas in the post-race interview, I think it was, and also on one of his Instagram captions, it was very much my team and I did this. And I was like, oh, it's not it's not all happy families over at Mercedes at the moment. Okay, finally, let's talk about Alpine. So i picked out three main things this week. It's gonna be a short episode and to be honest, bit of a rundown basically of the japanese grand prix but um i think i might do this after every race now pick out three like highlight teams talk about more them a bit more in depth um and yeah three or four teams and just get into the the details of it do you know what i mean um anyway again i digress so i don't know if anybody saw this but yeah the um the toys were being thrown out the pram. Let's put it that way. So there was a clip that went round on social media, and basically, Pierre was literally like shaking his fist, throwing up, rude gestures. Um, at the end, literally as he went over the finish line, and I was just like, "What on earth is going on?" So I did a bit more. I did a bit more research, and apparently, there were various radios between the Alpines that um Pierre and Esteban basically had a lot of team orders kind of messages throughout the race so so I think Pierre believed that he had a faster pace and I think he was on fresher tyres so he believed that he could go after Alonso who was ahead fair enough Esteban was like well Esteban's team radio was like we let Pierre past he's gonna go for Alonso again thinking of team positions you know in it for the team game so then obviously Pierre goes past and I think it got to the last lap and he hadn't overtaken Alonso so then on the last lap, it comes over the radio that Pierre um, yeah, needed to give the position back to Ocon because he hadn't completed the move. And like I said, he threw a bit of a strop. It was, I'll be honest, like, ick. <laughs> it was an ick. <laughs> I get that it's frustrating and I understand that annoyance, but he's been in this game a long time now and I feel like he's been through far more frustrating situations you know like a a red bull and i don't know i feel like he could have just held it together a bit better i understand it's frustrating and i know it's a tough industry but leave it for your driver's room do you know what i mean it just was a bit looks a little bit childish and we also know that esteban and pierre were a bit of a What's the word? Not controversial pairing at the start, but I think there was a bit of history between them where they didn't really get along that well. Um, So I feel like that is just fueling the drama even more. Um, The team boss, I think his name is Bruno Famine. Sorry if that's really offended any French people out there. Unless he's not French and i have just offended a completely different language. The team boss said he's made the right decision. So he's standing by what he said. It's just a bit of an awkward one, really i get i get i can't i do get it because like he didn't do what he was told and or as he said he was going to and then ocon probably would have still been ahead so well to be fair who's to say that he wouldn't have been but yeah they just sort of gave the place back so i get it so yeah there are a few unhappy campers in the grid at the moment i think obviously mclaren are literally like the happiest team alive right now <laughs> they um the fact that Oscar this way made me laugh so much this was a typical like this reminded me of that one person who doesn't study for an exam or says that they haven't got any notes and then whips out a whole folder and then gets like a double star or something Daphne was like yeah it wasn't my best race but you got p3 around a track you've never driven around before like what the hell (laughs) he just makes me laugh I think he's so humble and I think somebody said i read on them instagram or something that he's like kimmy reichen and just with a bit more personality which i thought was so funny but no it was oh oh my god we need to talk about max kissing <laughs> the trophy so when i first saw, to be fair i saw everybody saying like why on earth are they doing this i've seen drivers kiss the trophy so many times in the past and i was more confused about why people were confused about the whole kiss thing so i understood it i thought it was a really smart idea and the it just makes so much sense that it being in japan that it happened as well because the technology over in japan is absolutely ridiculous so i liked it i thought it was a really good idea but oh my god <laughs> um oscar's face as max did it there's a full-on meme that's going mad i think it's absolutely hilarious he's just looking at him like you will not catch me doing that anytime i also found it really icky at the fact that um christian kissed the trophy and it didn't light up for him I was just like oh no you've just not got the memo with that one but it's fine um so yeah I um yeah the podium was good the race was good getting up at 6am was not the best but it wasn't the worst and to anybody who has to get up at that time to watch any of the normal races like fair play to you because not that it would ruin my weekends but I enjoy looking forward to in on the weekends <laughs> and to have to wake up at that time every time there's a race on that would finish me I would not be a nice person the week after but yeah um I hope you enjoyed that episode I feel like I'm getting into like these race reports a bit better now I think I started off and I was just a bit like let's just talk about everything that happened in the race as quickly as we can and we'll just get it over with whereas now I'm actually starting to have opinions about it and I actually know what's going on because I'm reading more and I'm learning more so I hope that was informative and enjoyable and you got a different perspective on different things so yeah thank you for joining me and oh my god this week's episode is really good by the way guys (laughs) not to toot my own trumpet or anything but I have a guest on who I met on the road trip and he has some incredible stories um I would like to preface that episode by saying it was recorded before Singapore so anything we talked about Singapore was obviously without the knowledge of what happened which I think is quite ironic given the conversation that we have but you'll have to wait and listen to it to sort of understand what I'm on about so that will be out on Wednesday as usual um and I hope you really enjoy it and I hope you enjoyed this episode so see you Wednesday